Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek. Welcome to episode 345 of Her, the podcast where you're going to hear the naked truth about her mind, her body, her life, and today, her tricked out bra to help you find heart disease in women. What? Oh, that's just so tech. You're going to love this episode. Oh my goodness gracious. Before we begin, just know that the episode is made possible by our wonderful friends at Smarty Pants Women's Vitamins, the delicious once a day gummies that contain all of the essential vitamins, minerals, and omega oils customized just for women. To learn more, hop on over to smartypantsvitamins.com. Now, here's your first reminder to click on iTunes after this episode to rate and review the show because I love your feedback. All right, it's time for Her. Her, the podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about her. So, I was listening to, I think it was either Ted Med or Ted Health. You know, one of those awesome podcasts, walking my two beloved German shepherds. I just love to get a little education while I'm going along. And along comes a podcast that absolutely blew my mind. It was about a bra that could sense heart disease in women. Say what? All right. Now I'm a little techie. You should know that. Uh, So I immediately was hanging on every word of the presenter who was Alicia Chong Rodriguez. Now, Alicia is an MIT graduate and inventor who is founder of Bloomer Tech. She's gonna tell you more about that. Alicia designs wearable technologies that can allow for personalized healthcare, particularly in the treatment of cardiovascular disease in women. She was named a TED Fellow in 2021. Alicia, welcome to the Her Podcast. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for that awesome introduction. I mean, seriously, when I was listening to your words about this incredible um, invention of yours, I just immediately ran to the Bloomer Tech um, website and started just scoping the whole thing out. Now, what what I know all of our listeners want to understand is a little bit more about you and your background and and what got you so interested in this? Yes, it's 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 interesting because as you mentioned, I, I graduated from MIT and I was part of the MIT Computational Cardiovascular Research Group. And there, as an electrical engineer and computer scientist, which is my background, I was doing research and I realized that most of the data sets that we have access to, uh, since since there's a lot of of digital biomarkers and AI being used with the data, uh, didn't include women. So that was pretty shocking to me to realize uh, only maybe 25% of each of the data sets were, were, were women. And you're training algorithms, you're doing all of these things and, and then you're measuring how biased they can be and you're seeing how in other industries there's a lot of algorithmic bias as well because populations are not represented. So it started this spark in terms of, of okay, what's going on? 
And then in reality, when you connect the dots on how heart disease and stroke uh, affect women and the evidence in the last 30 years, because before that, women were just not included at all in clinical trials, it matched with, with certain moments of, of my own life and my co-founder's life. Because my, my grandma died when I was very young and she died suddenly of a heart attack, right? Like no prior diagnosis uh, and uh, it, it just happened so suddenly. And uh, my co-founder, uh, she actually ha- lost her mom at a very young age. Um, when her mom was only four, 44 years old. And uh, it happened also very suddenly from a stroke, right? And her mom was a physician, and the fact that uh, uh, so many years ago they didn't realize that these things were, were going on and that years later we realized that technology, the tools that exist, are still the same. They don't understand female thresholds. They, they, there's all of this evidence that women's physiology is different, but at the same time, we're still using the same tools for both men and women. And we're even creating new tools using AI and novel digital algorithms, yeah, digital biomarkers that uh, are going to be missing this data. So we knew we had to do something about it. We don't want other people to have the same uh, experiences that we've had, we, we, we know we can do something, you know, this is a good time in the growth of digital health and, and we can make change. Oh, I just love this whole story. You know, for, for everyone out there on the Herb Podcast land, one of the things to keep in mind about entrepreneurs per se, um, and I am one, is that things happen in your life and then they give you this uh, what I love to call an epiphany, M-E, <laughs> where where you sit back and go, oh my, I, just an eye opener, and then you then suddenly you're just fired up with passion to be able to, as it were, correct the situation because that's what normally happens. You see an unmet need, and your story is just so compelling. You have this uh, wonderful background as an MIT um, engineer. Um, and computer scientist, and then you had this happen, you know, uh, this heart disease uh, eye-openers in your own life, and you also realize that there was inequity here, that you can't uh, transcribe from men to women in so many uh, medical uh, conditions, and heart disease is no different. When I came to the National Institutes of Health, that was um, uh, just when Bernadine Healy came on board as the first woman and the only woman at this point uh, to ever really run uh, the place. Um, And one of the first things out of her mouth was, uh, I am not funding anything as director of the NIH uh, unless you include women where it's appropriate. And that was it, not a dime. So you prove yourself to me. And that really got a lot of the ball rolling. And you're right, it was over 30 years ago when when all of that took place. And uh, I was just absolutely appalled to find out that a lot that we knew about breast cancer, get this, was actually extrapolated from male breast cancer, which is a rare disease. I mean, I almost ripped my hair out when I heard that one. Um, Needless to say, all of that's been rectified since then. 
So Alicia, you know, my hat's off to you for taking on the challenge of cardiovascular disease. Now, so now you're all fired up. You have these personal interactions with people who had issues with heart disease and stroke with women. Um, you have this amazing background. How did you come up with a bra? Yeah, like I, I think it, part of what you mentioned, like we, we are constantly inspired by the 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 movements in, in making progress around women, uh, women's lives, women's health, uh, which is why I love also the name of this podcast. Um, I, I think one, one of the big things is like we, we wanted to ensure a, one of the biggest problems that we heard doctors tell us about digital devices, which is the fact that there's very low compliance, very low adherence to using them. And then you have low diagnostic yield. A, a, and, and we connected it to different times in history, like our company is actually called Bloomer Tech after Amelia Bloomer, who was a dress reform advocate of the 1800s, who completely transformed the way women wore clothing. Because back in that day, women would wear corsets, with, which would damage her organs uh, because of how tight they were. And they could die early because of how it could damage their organs. So she led all of these movements so that women would wear, start wearing pants. And the first pants that we wore were bloomers. Right. And so in these things of about like what's going to be highly compliant, how can we ensure that people wear it? Well, women already wear the bra eh, before get, getting out of their houses. You know, it's something that they won't leave their house without. So we 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 know that it's part of her routine. She's going through a lot of uh, a lot of things eh, in her life. And we wanted to make as easily and discreet as possible. Uh, and, and comfortable. So we started testing the idea. Uh, we also, uh, what, one of my co-founders has a lot of expertise in sensors, and we were also exploring textile-based sensors. My, my other co-founder, she's, she's an industrial designer with a lot of experience in user experience and human factors. So we, we've just started iterating on different prototypes and testing different things until we reached the point like, okay, this, this is what's working. We talked to a lot of women that have undergone cardiac events and, and we saw that, th that it was possible to, to build uh, this as the device. And, and we, we have the bra as the vehicle to collect valuable data and insights all around her torso, which is a perfect location also to really understand a, our physiology and our cardiovascular health and our respiratory health. A, and at the same time, we have a platform in the back end that, that is, is generating a very a novel digital biomarkers. So that's, that's basically how everything started. So, so tell everyone what this, what does this thing look like? I mean, how do you put it on? What does it look like? How do you actually use it? Yeah, well, it looks like any other bra that you would have in your closet. We can actually, uh, the, the sensors are textile based, so we can sew it to, to any, to multiple bra sizes and styles. Uh, it does come in different sizes for, for, so to match your supporting garment, which is the bra. And uh, it can be a wireless bra, a wired bra, like it looks like any other bra. Um, and the sensor itself has a silver color, 
So it's like a little circle with a silver color, but it's it's a textile, is a silverized color. So so yeah, and it just needs to touch your skin, and that's it. So is there an app involved? Yeah, so it connects via Bluetooth to an app uh, where it uh, uploads then to the cloud all of this continuous valuable data. Okay, and then what does a woman do with all this? How how do you how do you make this work for you? How do you learn from this? Yeah, so there's there's several very interesting things that that we're learning al along with women that have worn it. Like we use it right now to generate reports uh, in as an aid, uh, building these reports to be as an aid for, for physicians to have better care coordination and communication with their patients. At the same time, uh, we, we are constantly learning how to uh, kind of give you valuable information about uh, in, in, in what you feel as a symptom, what were the things in your daily activity as an activity journal that you were doing that might have triggered it, and you start learning more about yourself, right? Like at the end of the day, no one's going to take better care of yourself than you are, uh, or, or you should, because sometimes it's hard because we have other priorities, uh, but we, we need to prioritize ourselves and we're helping her uh, uh, have like that window of, of time of introspection in, with data so that she can be very data-driven about what, what's going on. Okay, and what is she going to learn? What, how are women and men different in this regard? What if I had a guy, you know, with all these sensors around his heart? What, what can a woman learn? Yeah, I think there's, there's several things. In, in studies, it's been shown that there's like all of these emerging uh, symptoms of how heart disease can present differently in women. There's like the common ones that we've all heard of like chest pain and chest pressure and um, uh, many, many other similar ones. There, there's other ones that, that are related and, and are still part of these emerging factors, like uh, how, how you had, you went through, through your pregnancy. It could be a very good indicator of your risk for cardiovascular disease in the future. Uh, uh, having jaw pain is also an emerging, um, risk factors. So, so really understanding and, and all of this happens because by being at the infancy of truly understand female cardiac health, there's been several discoveries in terms of uh, the big differences, right? Like the typical heart attack is actually when your artery gets um, blocked, right? We've all heard of the blockage in the plague and, and that's, that's the typical heart attack. But there's also something that is called non-obstructive heart attack, where there's no blockage, but it actually gets stiff, right? And those ones are harder to recognize. So in terms of, of like using this to advance the progress and advance clinical trials and research, because it's highly compliant, we can get a lot of, of data and it's more prevalent on women. Right. It's like we know less and it's more common in women. So like and it, it, it to to no surprise, a, a lot of the things that are more common in women are also the ones that don't have a, a gold standard uh, a, a care. You know, like there's still no, 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 not much information around them. So. So, yeah, we're, we're helping her at this point to have a lot of 
good communication to be very data driven when she wants to share about a symptom to her physician, what it felt like, oh, this is what I've been feeling, that they can actually look at the raw data in the physiological sense and analyze it instead of coming into the doctor's office and having to kind of start tests after you've faced your symptoms. I see. I think that there's another really valuable layer to this as well, and I know you'd agree, and that is just plain making women aware that heart disease is the number one killer. I think a lot of women walk around, and I know this for a fact, uh, thinking, oh, it's breast cancer, because you hear so much about breast cancer, but what you don't hear about is heart disease. Women and heart disease in in instead you know um men's heart disease is usually highlighted in things like uh television shows and you know gray's anatomy and all the rest of it um and and you rarely ever see that it's a woman so in the back of your mind you say Mom, it's the guys who are getting all the heart attacks no it is is women um, are absolutely suffering from this. Uh, and I think that's the first eye-opener for most women, to really pay attention to everything that impacts upon her cardiovascular health. And that is excellent nutrition, excellent sleep, you know, excellent physical activity, uh, you know, de-stressing, you know, having some stress management in there um, to be able to address psychological issues. All of that's important in addition to heredity. Um, you know, uh, when you have uh, uh, women who have suffered from cardiovascular disease um, in the family, it's really important to know very important biometrics. What, what's your cholesterol? What's your HDL, you know, a type of cholesterol? Uh, what is your own history with blood pressure? Um, you know, and depending upon your age, have you ever had a stress test before? And it just goes on and on. I think women blow a lot of this off because they don't really think it's them that is going to end up being them. Uh, and given the fact that so many uh, women, well, it's, you know, it's men and women, but um we're looking at women only now, have diabetes and obesity right now, something I call diabetes, which really increases your risk for cardiovascular disease. I mean, the numbers are stunning. Just, I mean, it makes me want to cry because, you know, if things keep going at the rate they're going by the year 2030, um, we will have hit the over 50% mark for uh, obesity in this country, which just absolutely blows my mind, um, let alone diabetes. So all the more reason why, you know, women need to understand about their own health uh, and their cardiovascular health and risk. Uh, and I think one of the things that putting on the sensors uh, and, and getting that information um, so easily through a, a very comfortable bra is that it, it sort of, it, it, it does what so many of those digital devices and apps out there do, and that is it gives you an aha moment about, well, if you look at the aura ring, people are getting aha moments about their rotten sleep. Um, and then it just, or you put on just something 
simple like a pedometer and you go, oh, I'm certainly getting in 10,000 steps a day. Nah, not really. Because then you look down on it and it says 3,500 and you're just stunned. And so I think, you know, the bra gives a very easy way, an accessible way for women to be able to um, uh, grab this data and have their own aha moments. What what have you heard from uh, women who've already been using uh, the sensor bra? Yeah, we we typically get a lot of feedback from them and learn from them how we can better display, use the data to give her insights. So I, I agree with everything that you're saying, like how to help her be the best advocate for herself is a key thing that we'll, we're building in into how we provide her with with accurate, uh, both real time but also long longitudinal uh, information, so that she can really understand um, uh, how 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 a medication right because m- women metabolize medications differently, how she's responding, how she's feeling uh, overall of this time of using and taking it, and how how her physiological signals uh, are reacting to things. So we, we do work a lot with them to improve on our interface over time. And, um, and, and yeah, like everything you were saying about, about raising awareness and the statistics on, on breast cancer, it's, it's very interesting because if you think about it, one in 31 women die from breast cancer and, all, and, and one in three die from heart disease. Right. So it's significant. No, say it one more time. I want every woman out there in the her podcast land to hear this. Go for it. Yeah. One one in every 31 woman will die from breast cancer and one in three will die from heart disease. So it's it's really a, a place where we need to to work very hard to reduce this this death rate. It's it's huge. Uh, 44 million women in the U.S. are currently living with heart disease and uh, at the same time, even breast cancer survivors, the challenge that they could face is developing heart dif- disease because of the effects of, of something so intense as chemotherapy, right? So we, we really need to take care of, of our hearts uh, and not, not really like that's not the right phrasing. It's more we it's we really need to have the information because because we know that that there's been less research in the field of heart disease in women. Uh, we, we need to have these tools so that we can advocate for ourselves. And to that point, you mentioned Grace Anatomy, which a lot of people when this episode came, uh, called me because Dr. Bailey had a heart attack, right? And she had to advocate her, for herself because the doctor didn't believe her, right? And, and she's a doctor, so she, she knew what she was having. So it's very interesting. Like if you if you don't have a, enough data, you might be sent back home, and it could become a huge emergency. And we've heard those types of stories so many times because sometimes a heart attack can last multiple days. You you don't go um, immediately. Like women have longer delayed times in in terms of going to the ER and things like that. So so we we need to understand our our body better. And how you said like it's even more. A, improving our quality of life can be done once we have something to measure and compare, right? Like I don't want to compare myself to other people. I want to compare myself to myself and see how I'm better today than I was yesterday, right? And I, I'm like, 
it, similar to exercise, right? Like I'm not going to run a marathon if I've never run, uh, but I want to be able to run more than I did last week and, and slowly get on my own uh, routines. I think when you have the data, you can put those types of goals. This is amazing. Well, so this technology is so cool. What what else is on your technology roadmap? How do you see taking this great discovery and, and moving with it? What do you want to do now? Yeah, so for us, there's a huge uh, space opening since digital health has been pushed in terms of investment significantly within the last year. Uh, I, I think there's a huge opportunity to not only support others that are building amazing tools of like being inclusive and having their algorithms be trained with data that they don't have, but also so so that the tools that are ge getting built like include all of us and not just some of us, right? Like that's a big uh, part of our of our mission to be very inclusive, and um, any in terms of of our technology roadmap is generating all of the potential of of digital biomarkers, right? Like unlike traditional biomarkers like blood or weight that just take a snapshot in time, like digital biomarkers work more like a video. So they have a lot more information and they can explain and, and influence and even predict some of your health outcomes by collecting all of these data. So building that next generation of digital biomarkers in, within our platform is, is what's next for us. Oh, fantastic. I also have something else for you to consider, just sort of throwing it out there for you. I'll put money on it that, you know, uh, this is a digital therapeutic that could be bundled with a pharmaceutical within the, um, the heart category, heart medication uh, category. Say, for instance, you're looking at things like atrial fibrillation or, you know, these are flutterings of the heart. Um, or other issues. Um, would it be interesting to have a little conversation with a, a pharmaceutical company and say, you know, we have an interesting way of being able to do something far better than just putting on one of those uncomfortable Holter monitors that, you know, shows rhythms and back and forth, that you have something far more contemporary. So I'm just going to stick that little bug under your bonnet and um, have you consider that because I think that your technology is that good. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's definitely something in our radar because we've actually gotten approached by several pharma companies because, as, as I mentioned, they have a hard time recruiting a woman at the same time, right? So there's there's a lot of issues in that uh, field that that we could support and and we could do it across multiple uh, conditions and indications in women's life that are currently under or overlooked, right? That that we need more advancement. So so definitely like I, I'm always happy to hear how how there's more push around um, improving a research and, and drug development and how we understand better how it impacts our lives. So supporting all of these efforts is is something very important for us to be in the lookout. Wonderful, wonderful, and wonderful. Oh, I just love it. Everyone should just run on over to this website, Bloomer Tech, that's B-L-O-O-M-E-R-T-E-C-H, bloomertech.com. And, you know, first of all, listen to 
um, Alicia's amazing TED Talk and then uh, really appreciate all that she has put together. She also has a heck of an interesting um, company team, most of whom are women, a uh, lot of MITers in there. And um, wow, what a powerhouse. And then, you know, really say to yourself, how much do you really know about yourself and your heart? Um, and how could you potentially benefit um, by knowing more, especially if there's heart disease in the family? But even without that, you should know. So, um, you know, run on over to bloomertech.com, learn a lot more. Alicia, before we leave, just one, you know, point of wisdom from you to our wonderful listeners of the Her Podcast about heart disease. Well, <laughs> one point of wisdom, um, I, I think I, I've learned so much in this process and sometimes uh, just asking people around us, right, if, 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 they, if they have um, these conversations with their family, with their friends, they start to realize that they do know someone that has heart disease. A lot of the times in the early days, people say, know who in their family or in their friends had breast cancer, uh, but they don't know if someone had heart disease. And when you have these conversations, you actually realize that more than one has visited a cardiologist uh, or has had a cardiac event. And you can build groups to help each other to improve your overall heart health, which is uh, very fun to see these communities of how women support each other. But at the same time, it, it opens a new perspective on how you can use data from different devices uh, to improve your own lifestyle. So I, I would recommend to just have these early conversations uh, because it, it will surprise you how many people you know that that have gone this through, but we don't talk about it as we do with other things. I love it. Thank you so, so much for that word of wisdom. All right, everyone out there, we have been talking to Alicia Chong Rodriguez, an MIT American engineer and inventor. Please run on over to bloomertech.com and learn more about, well, the bra that's sensing heart disease in women. This is just such cool science. Thank you so much, Alicia, for being on the Her Podcast. And everyone out there, run on over to iTunes right now, rate and review the show, because we'd love to hear from you, especially me, because I'm Dr. Pam Peek, host of the Her Podcast. Follow me on Facebook at Dr. Pam Peek or Twitter at Pam Peek MD. And remember to catch every single episode of the Her Podcast on iTunes or Radio MD. Thanks for listening today. Stay safe and stay well.